Well, here he is. He will have plenty to say about Manly's pride jumper and indeed what's been an extraordinary round so far in the NRL. Peter Peters online. Zorb, good morning. Morning, Raymond. Morning, Bulldog. Hey, Zorb, where do we start? We, we... Let's start at the start. Okay, let's well, go. It's been an amazing, exciting, drama-charged round 20 and there's more to come today. But from kick-off at Four Pines Stadium on Thursday night, through to full time at Suncorp last night. The NRL's been jam-packed with drama, key player send-offs, shock results, and brilliant play. And as I said, let's start at the start. In a hijacked uh, women's in-league round, which is the unfortunate side of what has been a great, um, exciting and interesting round 20 so far. Now, a gutsy manly, seven players out of the side, went down 20 to 10 to the Roosters before an emotional uh, crowd there at Four Pines. Now, more news on Manly later, but a player-only meeting this morning will attempt to bring the side together. No officials, no coaching staff, no outsiders. The meeting will be vital for the club going forward with reports of a split playing group getting louder, and I hope today that the the three big player voices in the team... Jake Trebojevic, Daly Cherry Evans, the captain, and Josh Alloy take charge and sort it out. And they're going to have to um, because they're no closer to sorting it out than when the players stood down uh, early in the week and said they wouldn't play um, and they haven't changed their minds on what they've done. Mm, that's um, interesting. Friday man. night sent shockwaves through the Premier's Penrith with star halfback Nathan Cleary sent off and he won't be taking the field before the finals uh, following a horrible lifting tackle, which I don't think he meant. Um, he was just, he, he just got his hands in the wrong place and the other players involved, it just went wrong. Uh, he's not that sort of player, Nathan, but he's got to suffer the soft consequences and he will. Mm. And that tackle was on the Eels 5-8. Um, Dylan Brown, thank heaven as he didn't get injured. With Jerome Luai out now, um, injured for a while. The Panthers' famous depth will be tested. Um, that's the second time this year that they've gone down to Parramatta, and that was 34-10, to 10, even though they um, they fell away a bit in the second half, Parramatta. That was a great victory for them, and they've also got their star halfback, Mitchell Moses, out mm. uh, for some time with a broken finger. So a lot out of that game... Uh, Boys, I, I don't think the referee had any choice but to send Nathan off. Oh, no, no doubt. Hey, Zorb, I know um, Dino once talked about your original point, read the Manly Mean, but just yep. quickly for our listeners out there, our first of our winners for the Manly Pride jumper, Jason Haig from Tomorong. Congratulations. He has won the Manly Pride jersey. We'll get that out to you as soon as we can. Dino, I know you want to talk to Zorb about the Manly meeting this morning. Yeah, Zorb, whose fault was this? Is there a witch hunt? And what do you think will unfold at this player-only meeting? Well, Bulldog, Tony Mestrov, the new CEO, starts tomorrow. And um, if he had a job fixing up a then um, fractured greyhound industry when he took over greyhounds New South Wales a few years ago, um, this is equally as big um, for the pride of the peninsula of the Manly Seagulls. I I hope that he's allowed to... uh, to go ahead and do what he's got to do. Obviously, he's going to put his feet feet under the desk and look into what's gone on. It's been handled poorly. Uh, the thing I can't get away from in all of this, and I spoke to Peter Rackich, the um, the managing director of Dynasty Sports. This all started, and they're, 
they produced the jersey. This all started last November. Um, and there's, a, there's an email trail um, on going back and forth. So various parts of the club knew about it, um, and that included the football department. So I can't understand how the football department didn't pass it on to the coach or the players. To me, and I've been in that position as football manager, nothing goes down without it going to the coach and then to the playing staff. So where that fell down, I don't know, and obviously that's the problem. Um, the marketing team, I think, have done their jobs. They they contacted every department within the club. The emails will prove that, and I can't understand how it got to the point where coaches and players weren't made aware, and that's obviously something that Mestra will have to sort out um, when he goes to work um, tomorrow. And what, what happens in this meeting, Zor? What, what do you think will mm. unfold? You say officials have been told to stay away. You're, you're obviously referring to coaching staff, Des Hasler. Well, the players just want to sort it out themselves. Yes. They've called the meeting, and they want to sort it out themselves. Um, they don't want any outside voices. Um, the seven that, that didn't play are, are no closer to wearing that jersey uh, than they were last Monday when they made their choice. Mm, it's interesting. And, and the first they knew of it was when they saw your story, Bulldog, on um, was it Monday? Correct. If a lesson is to be learned about inclusiveness, that's to include everybody as part of the program, well, I think. It's, yeah. There's a missing link somewhere there yeah. that the club's got to sort out. Um, Scott Penn, the chairman, is back from uh, New York for a period, so it's good that he's here. Um, it's good that the club uh, can sort it out, and I'm sure uh, Tony Mestrov will go a long way towards that once he starts tomorrow. Um he would be aware of what's gone on. He's been informed all the way through by by um, the, the staff and the board. So that'll be interesting. Mm. Interesting text here, Zorba. Tolerance is a two-way street. If we are supposed to accept inclusiveness, then why is it so hard to accept people's personal and religious beliefs? I think that's a valid point. Well, it is. Um, look, there's, there's a lot going on at Manly. Um, while we're on them, let's... Uh, Let's go through with some news there. Um, Manly have uh, got good value out of the veteran Andrew Davey in, um, uh, from Parramatta. He's played really well um, in the last part of the season. Um, Canterbury-Bankstown has signed him uh, from Manly, and he'll play alongside Viliami Kikau and the rest of the, uh, the Bulldogs next season. So that's big news coming out of, uh, coming out of there. Uh, they've offered a train and trial deal uh, for 2023 to ex-Warriors uh, and Parramatta Hook and Nathaniel Roach, who was a good young player out of the Warriors. He's had a lot of injuries um, and um, hopefully he can revive his career. Um, and um, the talk of uh, last Thursday night, um, the grandson of the great Bob, mm. late Bob Fulton, um, Zach Fulton, who I thought did very well. Um, everybody seemed to agree on that. He has no manager. Um, he um, he just plays the game. His dad, Scott, is uh, Manly's talent scout. And rather than show any bias towards any player manager by having them in, having his son with them, 
Um, the kid has no manager. Oh, that'll have to be sorted out because he's a real talent. I thought he played great. He did. His yeah. debut on Friday, on Thursday night. He did, yeah. Talking of great, gee, I, I loved that game last night between the Sharks and the Rabbits. So many twists and turns. And Nico Hines, I've said it earlier, one of the buys of the year, he just keeps stepping up for the Sharks, Thorpe. Yeah, look, golden point. Mm. 21-20, what a game. And as you said, Nico Hines' field goal in the... I think seventh minute of uh, yep. of overtime pulled off the win in a great struggle, and, and of course Tom Burgess was surging in overtime. He made a couple of great runs that should have resulted in a field goal for South to win the game. But Latrell Mitchell, who normally guns them over, he missed several ones, and then of course he took out um, the Sharks' winger Ronaldo Molasalo and um, was sent off in extra time. The Sharks got. Great field position from a penalty in Hines, who called for the ball, iced it. Um, it was a, a terrific win. And up at, and in that game, I've got to mention too, Alex Johnson, congratulations to him. Mm. All-time top 10 try scorers he's moved into now, and to think they nearly lost him a couple of years ago. I want to give a big rap to the West Tigers. They they were, well, I don't like using the word robbed in, uh, in, in rugby league, but they were harshly done by, um, as it turned out, up in um, in Townsville last week when they could have had an upset win over the um, the high-flying North Queensland Cowboys. And who would have said that they had a chance against uh, uh, against the Broncos that have been going great at Suncorp? I thought Adam Dewey um, shut everybody up and said, I'm the 5'8 going forward with a, um inspired 32-18 upset win uh, last night. He was great, Dewey, goal-kicking, scoring tries, setting them up. I thought he was outstanding, easily their best player on the field. Um, it was a classy and courageous win by the Tigers. Um, and, of course, last night, Canberra stayed alive uh, in a run to the finals with a 36-24 win over the Titans. Zorba, I know that you have been uh, helping your great old mate, Greg Hartley, who's gone through a couple of tough periods in his life recently, particularly around where he lives up on the Hawkesbury and the flooding. Uh, you got a bit of news on how one club has helped the great Hollywood out. Yeah, Canterbury Bankstown, his beloved Bulldogs. He he loves the Bulldogs, Greg, and mm. um, he was um, he was really much on board from, uh, from the start of his career with Canterbury. He worked for them for many years as their marketing manager. He was great mates with the late great Peter Moore. He, he, he has two prized possessions that he saved and they were two Bulldogs um, which were um, uh, which were mounted for him, silver Bulldogs given to him um, in a presentation by Peter Moore, the late Peter Moore um, and um, you know, we call for assistance on this show, you've helped Bulldog um, and, and and everybody sort of joined in um, and $5,000 was given to, uh, uh, to Greg's bank account this week from the Bulldogs to help repair um, an extremely damaged uh, caravan, which is unlivable at the moment. And this will allow him to buy some vital uh, appliances and just help him get, get his life back together. Lots of people helping. The men of the league are coming through. But to uh, John Curry and his board, mm. um, congratulations for putting the family spirit back into the Bulldogs. Uh, Alan Sullivan and 
and the team at uh, Mental League are also helping, helping. So that's fantastic news for Hollywood. Yeah, best of luck and well done to the doggies there. Speaking of the doggies, they are taking on Newcastle up at Newcastle this afternoon, Zorb. Head-to-head, uh, the Knights are two seventy. The Bulldogs are $1.47. That's the 2pm game. The other game today, Zorb, at 4.05pm kickoff. St George Illawarra take on the North Queensland Cowboys. The high-flying Cowboys are $1.40 head-to-head. The Dragons, $3. How do you see these two games, Zorb? Who would have thought six weeks ago that the Bulldogs would be yeah. odds on yeah. to beat Newcastle in Newcastle. Good point. I mean, Good you, point. You, you would have been put in a straitjacket. Mm. Um, but the Bulldogs, are, you know, under Mick Potter, they're playing some exciting football. Are they? Well, they're averaging about 28 to 30 points a mm. game. Yeah, they're they playing are. some ripping footy. They are. And um, I, I look, I, I think they're specials today to beat Newcastle, who are without... Kale and Ponga, and once they don't have him in the side, they lose a lot. Um, they've still got a lot of Origin players in their side, um, and by all accounts, they should win. But I, I'm, I'm going for the Bulldogs. I, I think they're playing without fear. They're enjoying their football, and um, and congratulations to halfback Kyle Flanagan, who you know has been knocked from pillar to post. I mean, if the kid reads newspapers and and listens to to all of the comments in the game, uh, he would have given it away earlier in the season, but he showed great guts and determination and, and skill. And good mm. luck to him. And I um, I hope he goes well today. Um, so I'm going for the Bulldogs to win that one. Um, and I, the other game is so vital to the Dragons. If they lose this one, they'll lose touch mm. with the top eight and their chances will probably go. Um, they're at home at um, the Strata Stadium at uh, Cogra. Um, you'd have to give them a chance with Ben Hunt in great form, but he's going to have to have a while of a game today for them to beat the Cowboys, who have got so much strike power. Um, and I um, I think that um, I'm going to go for the Bulldogs uh, to win, all up into uh, the Cowboys today. And um, that's going to be interesting, um, uh, interesting final two games. And next week... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Roosters Broncos. We start off on Thursday. Roosters Massive can't afford round. to lose that. Yeah. Manly Para on Friday with maybe the seven players back. We'll know more about that later. Manly can't afford to lose that one. Um, Raiders against Panthers on Saturday night. The Raiders can't afford to lose that one. Panthers under strength. They won't get a better chance. And down there in Canberra. And then the Sharks versus Dragons. The local derby on Saturday. So a lot to look forward to. A lot more news coming, uh, I reckon, out of uh, Rugby League this week. It never fails to deliver. Ah, fantastic. And neither do you, Zorb. Appreciate your thoughts always on a Sunday, and we'll talk next week. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Zorb.